This is episode 239 of the e-commerce Copy Break podcast. Today I'm joined by Roger Beeman, co-founder and CEO of Novel.com, and we discuss strategies for increasing repeat purchases and referral revenue with an innovative retention platform. So let's dive right into it. But before we get started, a big thank you to our sponsors for supporting today's episode. Be a smart e-commerce marketer and grow your digital team faster without spending a ton on hiring, enabling you to grow your business faster. Visit smart-ecommerce-marketing.com for details or simply click the link in the show notes. This is the e-commerce coffee break. A top-rated Shopify growth podcast dedicated to Shopify merchants and business owners looking to grow their online stores. Learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host, Klaus Lauter, and get marketing advice you can't find on Google. Welcome, welcome, welcome to, to the, the show. show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce Coffee Break podcast. Today we want to talk about retention. Retention, very important for every merchants out there with rising ad costs. You want to make sure that you get customers the easiest and possible way in your marketing and then you keep the marketing the clients that you already have now there's different ways to do that and there is a very new way in which i found very interested and we want to dive a little bit deeper into this today with me on the show is roger beeman he's the co-founder and ceo of novel.com he is an economist turned engineer turned serial entrepreneur Roger has three patents to his name for contributions in the field of engineering and machine learning and has created over 100 millions in enterprise values through companies he has started. He has co-founded Novel, where he presently serves as CEO and was previously the founder and CEO of Smarter, an e-commerce subscription building platform. Roger also served as a personal advisor to executives of multi-billion dollar companies, including Recharge Payments. So let's welcome him to the show. Hi, Roger. How are you today? Hey, I'm great. Thank you for that illustrious introduction, clause. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, great to have you on the show. Roger, we discuss one of the most convenient retention platforms and everyone basically has it in their pocket, but they don't know about it. And it's an amazing marketing channel that I've never heard anyone working on that. Maybe give me a bit of an overview of what we're talking about here. Absolutely. I would say the world's most convenient retention platform. What we're building at Novel is a way for brands to leverage what is one of the fastest growing retention channels in retail, which is Apple and Google wallet passes. What this gives to brands, there's a couple things. One is a way for their customers to do seamless referrals. We're seeing referrals work for the first time ever in e-commerce. That's perhaps a fighting word, word statement, but I think it's true. But we have some data to back that up. It also gives brands a, a seamless way to send push notifications to their customers. And unlike apps, these push notifications are actually opt-out rather than opt-in. They're default turned on since this is part of a native app in Apple. Apple has made a change where apps get offloaded in the background if, if you haven't used them for a while, so they get automatically uninstalled. So that means that actually this hard-fought push notification approval that you have to get for traditional apps is actually hard to get and easy to lose. And push notifications via wallet passes that we enable are easy to get and hard to lose. So push notifications, referrals, and then the the third thing is really that we are able to essentially have your customer be automatically logged in because we store that logged in state when they in install the pass. And that is subtly makes every single other retention strategy that you have become more effective. 
Yeah, I think by now every marketeer should be awake and very excited about what we're talking about today, because obviously the traditional channels, email marketing, SMS marketing, you have to opt in. You have first, obviously, to get the consent of the person to receive messages from you. And then they're oversaturated SMS messages, you get them on a daily basis. But as you said, push notifications, if you have them on your phone, you will check on them. Now, let's dive a little bit deeper in what can you do with Google Wallet, with Apple Wallet? How do you facilitate this app in the best possible way? I think right now already, this kind of interesting thing that happens, there's four broad categories of, of things that people do. There's email and SMS, right? So two engagement channels, right? And, and you described how people get customers to opt into those, right? And then there's loyalty and subscriptions. That's another category. And, and so SMS, email, loyalty and subscriptions, these are four things that people do to try to get customers to buy again. And in theory, they all make sense, but they all face their own challenges. So email and SMS, the spam filters are becoming more aggressive actually on both of those, right? The tracking is getting more difficult. Apple has recently released these privacy updates. So those channels are becoming less effective. That's already started to happen and it's going to happen more. Having a way to reach out to your customers makes sense, but those particular implementations are facing challenges. Loyalty and subscriptions, the biggest point of friction, the issue with them, those two both make sense basically to make them effective or to, for apps to even differentiate and add like a marginal bump. They require the customer to log in. I know from a past life that nine times out of 10, the only reason that e-com customers ever log in today is to cancel their subscription. That's the first time that they, they figure out how to log into your site. What we've done is made a, a very seamless way to pull a communication channel and a loyalty channel under one umbrella. And that's important too, by the way, because a lot of times the way that people kind of hook and get a customer to opt in to SMS or email channel, right, is by offering a discount on the current purchase. There's this awkward relationship that doesn't exist, but feels like it should between the incentives that are offered via these engagement channels and a loyalty or subscription program. We've built a way that really allows those to become one. If you actually really think about the nitty gritty there, the reason that people also didn't offer discount codes and such via email or, or SMS as incentives, both to sign up and to incentivize a, a repurchase, the reason that they just offer a discount code rather than say like loyalty program points or, or some sort of incentive there is because of this friction of the customer having to log in, right? And them wanting to avoid having that be a hump that the customer has to get over like for that next purchase. The fact that we remove that actually it's subtle, but it actually creates a very beautiful way to unify what you're trying to do with your engagement strategy as well as what you're trying to do with your loyalty program and pull it all into one. Now, give me a, a practical idea as a Shopify merchant, as a Shopify store owner, obviously you have an app. How does it integrate and how do I get a shopper, a customer into the app to sign up for this? We are a Shopify app. You can install our app and unlike an app, which often like setting up an app for your own, like a phone app for your customers, which can often take like a month and then requires a lot of maintenance. You can launch a wallet pass for your e-com brand using Novel in perhaps two minutes, you can get this program up and running, right? We integrate with all of your existing loyalty programs. So Yachtco, Revo, Smile.io, you just have to plug in your API key 
And then we will basically suck in the, the points balance. We also offer our own native one uh, as a fallback if you are not already using a, another loyalty program, right? Then with that, you have your loyalty balance set up. And then to get customers to actually install the pass, what we recommend is turning on our post-purchase flow. We also have a Clavio integration, Attentive and PostScript, right? The thing that is the easiest plug and play is the post-purchase flow to basically incentivize customers to make a second order. What we do is we have a little pop-up that happens in the order status page after a customer has bought. And basically there, customers are, are incentivized usually, and brands can configure this with, say, $5 off of their next order if they install this wallet pass. And so then customers do, and then they're given this this say $5 balance. And then importantly, there is a push notification that customers will get a little bit of time later to incentivize them and remind them to spend that balance. Perhaps that balance is going to expire and spend your $5 before you're going to lose it. And that of course plays on loss aversion, which is a human psychology thing. We are very afraid of losing money. So we see a lot of effectiveness there. Put numbers against that funnel. So for that post-purchase flow, we see brands get anywhere from 30 to 50% of their customers to install their wallet pass. And one thing that's really remarkable is a lot of times brands are still figuring out their loyalty program. And so they're not necessarily even ready to offer a bonus for installing that wallet pass, right? But even without a financial incentive, you see a lot of these high intent customers post-purchase still install that wallet pass just with the tease of you'll get access to exclusive offers and early notifications about new products. I would say it's around 30% of an install rate for every customer that goes through your purchase flow if if you haven't offered a financial incentive for them to do it, and then around 50% if, if you do. So that's conversion number one. Then for some brands, there's also the conversion for referrals. And the conversion for referrals, depending on the financial incentives that, that they offer around that, we've seen some brands ranges from 15 to 30%. And then there can even be a viral effect that happens from that point where the referral, the customers that get referred, refer their own friends, so it continues on that way. That really varies per brand. Some brands are, are a bit more, you know, bland, although I won't, won't name any names, uh, but, but some are <laughs> a bit more ostentatious and really, and some go as far as to really gamify that referral program and offer special tiers for people that are referred a lot. Liquid Death particularly comes to mind there. They've got this whole cult program that they've got going on. We see referrals really, really work well uh, for a lot of brands. And one thing that just to call out, the thing that we think makes that referral work particularly well is that we just have a QR code that's right there on the wallet pass that can easily be shared by someone with their friends. We refer to them as conversational referrals because in the past, it was the opposite of conversational to do a referral with, with existing loyalty programs. You would need to, in the middle of a conversation, go to the brand's website, log in, then often log in again, then scroll to the bottom of the page, then copy a link, then text it to your friend. All of that meant that it basically never happened. Whereas here, you can just have someone scan your QR code on your phone and, and immediately do a referral. 
So there's around that 30 to 50% conversion post-purchase for customers to install your wallet pass, 15 to 30% for referrals. And then dependent, it really varies for that. If you offer that financial incentive, the push to the second purchase, the conversion rate there can vary a lot based on how you set up the mechanics around that, how long it takes for the balance to expire. And that's something that brands we see experiment a lot with, and, and they can really help discover what is their optimal time to second purchase there. We can see that range anywhere from 30 to 70% when they send that nudge to make that second purchase because that balance is going to expire. All in all, the ROI that brands see is very high pretty quickly. And it's all about turning one purchase into two, either from that customer or from one of their friends. And now a quick break to thank the sponsors of today's episode. Be a smart e-commerce marketer and grow your digital team faster without spending a ton on hiring, enabling you to grow your business faster. Visit smart-ecommerce-marketing.com for details or simply click the link in the show notes. Not to go too uncovered there. So obviously, yes, these subscribe or subscription rate is really, really high compared to somebody signing up for an email newsletter where we're talking about, I don't know, in a single digit area. Now we're talking about 30 to 50% going for the offer. Yeah. I think the idea is great to have a barcode. I see a lot of people sharing their WhatsApp number over barcodes. And I think people are used by now. I mean, it's very straightforward, very simple. It makes it so much easier. Now, this whole app can become a part of your, or this, this way of communication part of your remarketing strategy, obviously. How often do you recommend to, to send out a, a nudge or a push for keeping people in touch with your brand? We didn't even talk about push notifications in just the kind of more traditional engagement use case. It's interesting because push notifications are actually free, whereas email and SMS cost money. Brands could go crazy with that. The more that you do it, the more you saturate the customer. What we see most brands do is just stick with the cadence of what they're already doing for email and SMS for now. They see an infinite ROI in the sense that it's free to send it. That's what we see brands do for now. Given that it is free, in the future, we see them take it up more. Uh, but for example, my phone was full of push notifications from our brands uh, this past weekend with Labor Day sales. It looked very similar to a email subject line. So that's what we see a lot of brands do. Okay. I saw that you have also location-based pushes. So you can tailor-made it to where the customer is based. Tell me a little bit more about that. How does that work? I'm glad that you brought that up. That's actually something that it goes beyond replacing what an app might do for a brand and goes a step further because it's actually something new altogether that is only possible via wallet passes. Yeah, the experience of a location-based push notification is actually pretty interesting. It's not the same as a transactional push that's just a one-off message that then disappears. It actually stays on your phone while you're within range of that location-based push, right? And so the use cases there are actually pretty different. A super hot topic now is brands going from e-com into retail, particularly depending on the category that they're in, right? If you're in beverage, then you pretty much raise VC funding, build a brand online so that you can then get into retail. That's the end game. So people talk about retail as if it's one thing. There's really two discrete retail plays. There's you're having your own standalone stores like a Jones Road Beauty does. And then there's also selling within a big box retailer or small convenience stores. 
another one of our brands, Obvi, does, right? They just got into Walmart. They're rolling out across the nation. So location-based pushes, basically the, the thought there so is to basically just get in front of your customer like when they're shopping. If you've got your own locations, which is more of an urban thing often, right? Joe's Road would probably be less likely to have that as a standalone in outside of urban, right? In the big box retailer case, what you do is you basically you get it on your customer's phone and it reminds them to buy your product right while they're shopping and looking at their grocery list on their phone. It's a reminder nudge to buy your product. And then you can also offer perhaps like incentives right through that, right? That's the play for sort of the, the big box retailer and say the Midwest play, right? Like the Walmart play. And then the more urban play, right? Like when you've got your standalone store, right, is to just get customers to walk in like your milk bar and people are constantly checking their phones, right? For better or for worse, we live on our phones, right? We're like chained to our devices. If you ever have to deal with you're getting your phone fixed and you spend a couple hours without it and it feels different, like to feel disconnected. So we're chained to our phones. We're constantly checking them. You can imagine, right, like you're walking by a milk bar store right? Like a milk bar and, and, and then they can give you a nudge. Maybe you didn't even know that the store is there. It's a block over and they can give you a nudge and say, come on in because you're on our special membership tier. You get a free ice cream with whatever else you purchase. So that's more of the play for retail when you've got a standalone store. I think that's a very interesting feature. A lot of DTC brands, as you mentioned, are going into brick and mortar. And that's definitely something they, they should have on their, their list of marketing tools. Now, you mentioned a couple of brands you're working with. Who's your perfect customer? Is there a specific niche or industries that you're working more with? The most ideal answer, given that we're an e-com enablement player, would be all of them, because that's the largest to them. I do think that we work better. I, I actually think that we've got a bit of a Swiss army knife. I am going to give that canned answer of all of them. But I do genuinely think that it's true. But the reason that I think that that's true is because we have different features for different stages of business. For example, when you're just getting started, I think referrals are huge because spreading word of mouth, it's your cheapest acquisition no matter what stage you're at. But basically the thing that you want most when you're just getting started is for people brand recognition to grow and, and people to, to share and tell their friends about your brand. So I think referrals are the killer feature for early on for a brand that's just getting started. Obviously, you don't have retail at that point. So location-based pushes aren't a thing, right? And push notifications will perhaps matter later, but you might not even have bandwidth to invest in fully blown retention strategy. But just turnkey referral engine is quite appealing at that time. Later on for like mid and, and later stage brands, the, the engagement channel is key because that's really when they've gotten to the point of optimizing, right? They're not caring. Like er early on, I don't think people even focus on performance marketing as performance marketing, right? Like you're caring about at a certain point, like you're caring about finding product market fit. You're caring about top line, not bottom line. Once you've gotten to caring about the bottom line, which is like mid or later stage, right? Then you've got something that works and you're tuning the engine. That's when I think push notifications and the more traditional performance marketing and, and performance like push notifications are free, but often that's paired with a, a discount or some sort of incentive, the feature that, that matters a lot there. And then the, the latest stage, like when you've gotten into retail, I think the location-based notifications, that is the killer feature there. 
And that's, I guess, a bit of a spoiler, but we're focused on expanding that significantly. We've built the bridge from e-com to your customer's phone. The next logical step is for us to focus much more on building the bridge from retail to your customer's phone in, in a more robust way. Look out for more there. What one thing to just share too, obviously the like across all of these stages, getting a second purchase is important. And so that automated flow for your balance is going to expire, I think is hyper effective across all. No, absolutely. A very interesting strategy there. How does the onboarding process look like? Is a Shopify app, is there any additional steps that the merchants has to go through? They basically install, we offer a 30 day trial. For now, our pricing is $59 a month and then just $10 per thousand passes that are, are active that your customers have installed. So we think that's pretty merchant-friendly pricing. It might be too merchant-friendly. We might have to, to raise it in the future. That's the model there for actually installing and getting set up. That can take place in two minutes. The brand just has to install and then upload a, a brand asset for the banner image on the pass, as well as the logo. Uh, as well as a logo for the the push notification icon. And then they can set up, there's optional, more fun things they can do, set up tiers for different, different things that they want to gamify, having it so that when customers do certain things, maybe spend a certain amount, refer a certain number of people, they get elevated to a, a next tier. Maybe there's a, a VIP press pass that they give to the journalist they're trying to entice. So there, there's a lot of fun things that brands can do from that point that, that take a bit more time. The, the kind of base case of just uploading a few brand assets, making the colors match your brand, and then turning on the post-purchase flow, that really just takes two minutes to get going. Once you see it and you see it working, each purchase that you have without that post-purchase flow turned on is a missed opportunity because you could have had this re-engagement channel get built along with that. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. It's always worse to get people as on many channels as possible. And if it's very straightforward and you have these very high sign-up rates, then it's a no-brainer. Where can people find out more about you guys? I would say on our website, novel.com. We're pretty active on socials these days. So with feature launches and things like that, you can certainly check there. Any questions that you have, also feel free to just reach out and message me on LinkedIn. I'm not always quite as in the weeds as I used to be, but either myself or a team member that I loop you in with should be able to answer your questions. Excellent. I will put the links in the show notes, then you're just one click away. Roger, thanks so much for giving us an overview of this very interesting communication channel. I think there's a lot of potential in there. And as I said, you're in a hyper growth mode right now. I think a lot of merchants have already found out about you and for our listeners give it a try i think it's a, a very innovative way to get your people in your, your customers into a retention way thanks so much for your time today thank you klaus hey klaus here before you go i would like to invite you to become part of the e-commerce merchant pro community to get actionable advice from other shopify merchants who already have achieved what you are aiming for our community is a safe place to actively grow your online retail business with the support of the most amazing and helpful group of e-commerce entrepreneurs behind you. Running a Shopify business is tough. Don't do it alone. Join us now. You will find the link in the show notes. Also, if you think your online store has conversion or marketing issues and you would like to have a fresh set of eyes on your business, then drop me an email at klaus at klauslauter.com and let me know a little bit about your business. It might be beneficial for you 
to have me look over your store, offers, emails, and ads, and get an unbiased outside perspective and guidance to help you make most of your online business. Thank you as always for tuning in today. I appreciate you. Until next time, and I talk to you soon.